Welcome to Recreate Parenting, the podcast from licensed therapist and author Roya Dato. We're going to talk about creative tools for more connection so that you can release fear and find joy in all of the places your kids take you. This podcast is especially wonderful for those of you who feel like your families don't quite fit the mold. One of the most common questions I get asked by parents in my practice and at conferences and things is how can I play more with my kids? Many, many, many parents I work with understand the huge number of benefits to being more playful, but there's something standing in their way. If you're like me, that something might be that you've got a lot of work to get done, or you're aware of there being like, you know, big scary world stuff and so you're not super playful right now. Or maybe you just don't love that, like, make-believe play. Or you find throwing a ball back and forth, back and forth to be a little repetitive and not the world's most fascinating pastime. That being said, we are playful creatures. All mammals play, and humans are right in there with them. And play is really, really good for us, and it's really important for our connection to our kids. So I very much appreciate, understand, and applaud the parents who are looking for ways to be more playful. So here are five ways that I learned to play more. Number one is to ask kids for instruction. If your kids are anything like mine, they usually have a pretty clear idea of things they like to do and are very willing to give you ideas, suggestions, sometimes even the script of what to say. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it's my hands moving the little figurines and I say the lines that they tell me to say, And that's what they want. They want me engaged and they want me there, but I don't necessarily need to be the world's most inventive person. Another way to take instruction from them is to do something fun and kind of flip the regular script of who's in charge. My kids love to have yes days or yes hours or yes 15 minutes, whatever we have, where they get to be in charge of stuff. Or sometimes we let a flip of a coin decide things. Actually, that was one of our most memorable birthdays for my son was when we decided to use a coin toss to uh, decide we all got in the truck all together and every time we came to a different direction we could turn, we flipped the coin and we either went left or right based on what the coin said to do. So whether it's asking your kids for instruction, letting them be in charge, or coming up with some other kind of technique that can drive your play, it doesn't all have to come from you. The second one is to imitate playful people. This is a biggie. I think a lot of times we feel like because if we're not naturally playful, we don't really feel playful that we just can't play, um, that's a really big barrier and we get to knock it off because we can totally just copy people that we know who are playful. If you don't know anyone, there's a lot of TV shows. I would start with Bluey, to be honest. Play the games that they play in Bluey. If you know people who are great at being playful, invite them over, go hang out with them, go to the park with them, look at what they do and copy it. It reminds me a lot of when you're learning how to do art It's a totally valid technique to trace and copy and copy and copy art that you really like and admire. Eventually, you'll be able to do it well, and then you can take it on and make it your own. But at the very beginning, copying somebody else is a solid way to learn a technique. And the same goes for playfulness. 
My third tried and true technique is to start with a costume. I do this all the time. If I'm not feeling particularly playful, and I know we need that in my family, I go put on a silly hat, I go put on some sort of costume, my favorite is probably my Renaissance Fair dress, I find some butterfly wings, put on face paint, I do something, even if it's just wearing a fancy dress, something to get us out of the ordinary and add just that touch of whimsy to our day. We don't even have to change what we're doing. I might still be doing errands. I might still be doing the dishes, whatever it is that we're doing, but now we're doing it in fancy hats. When you start with a costume, you get yourself out of the ordinary. Sometimes it can help you get in a slightly different character. And it's just sort of a cue to your mind that you get to let go of the day-to-day -day and do something a little special. You can get your kids in on it, of course. They can wear different costumes, or you can all swap clothes, or everyone wears some silly mask, or whatever it is, doesn't really matter. But you've got something in your house right now, even if you don't have an entire costume full of make-believe clothes like we do, you've got something that you can add to your day-to-day -to, -day to change it up. Number four is to set a timer. This is one of the things that I've come to realize, that if I am dreading playing, I realize that I'm dreading the thought of the open-ended play. I'm thinking about my whole to-do list. I'm thinking about all the things I want to get done. And if I say yes to play, it feels like that's going to be the rest of my day. And that's not always feasible. And sometimes the thought of having to do something for hours and hours makes it so I don't even start for a few minutes. So setting a timer for an agreed upon time with your kids makes everyone understand and relax and be able to trust that you're going to get a certain amount of playtime. So maybe it's an hour, maybe it's five minutes, but whatever it is, set that timer, communicate what's gonna happen, and then live by it. You can't do other things during that time. If you've only set your timer for 10 minutes of play, you can't be on your phone, you can't do work, you can't do dishes, you can't do the other stuff. You just set aside everything else and play. But that part of your brain that's worried that it'll be never ending gets to be quiet because you know there will be an end to it. And as far as your kids go, they know that they're gonna get your wholehearted, full attention and playfulness for that amount of time. Sometimes it's all we need to trick our brains is just a little bit to get started. And then there's nothing stopping you from continuing that timer, doing five minutes again, doing five minutes again, doing five minutes again. Or say once an hour, we're gonna set the alarm for 10 minutes. Something, whatever it is, so that everybody can count on it. And number five goes hand in hand with setting a timer, which is to play first and work second. This one was a hard one for me. I really, unfortunately, kept coming to the table with my kids thinking, I've just got this one thing to do. I just have to do this one email or I just have to write this one grocery list, whatever that one thing was, I'm just gonna do that real quick and then I'll play. But of course, work is never ending. One thing leads to another leads to another. And while my kids are relatively patient, they're still children, as are yours, and it wasn't really fair to keep asking them to hold on to that want while I got other things done. So I flipped it. I started saying, okay, we're going to play, and then I'm going to do the work. 
And I thought of it more as, you know, filling their bucket up so that they could be satiated with that sense of playfulness, with that connecting time with me. And then I'd say, okay, cool. We just played. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Now I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this other thing I need to do. Everyone was happier. We had so much less attention and begging and no, come back and interruptions and all of that. So flip it. Play first, do the work second. These five barely scratch the surface of ways that you can play more with your kids, but they're a good place to start. If you've got anything else, like a tried and true technique that you use to just kind of get over that hurdle and play more with your kids, I would love to hear about it. Please let me know. And in the meantime, I'm going to give you all some homework to go play, set an alarm, even if it's only 10 minutes today, put on some costume piece and go play with your kids. You will all appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Recreate Parenting Podcast. As always, I want to invite you to set aside and honor some time for creativity every single week by joining the Play With Purpose monthly membership group. You can find information about that and everything else I've got to offer for you creative parents at royadato.com. That's R-O-Y-A-D-E-D-E-A-U-X.com.